What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? The NBA playoffs have advanced to the conference finals. To get here, we had two game sevens, including one between the Sixers and Raptors that ended in one of the most amazing finishes in NBA history. To talk about it all, we have our man L-Dub on tap, and we're going to jump right into it, getting his insight on all the games and his predictions on the conference finals. So thanks for stopping by as we talk NBA hoops on Sports 360. We have now reached the conference finals in the NBA playoffs, and our man L-Dub joins us once again to talk about the conference finals matchups that are on tap, and to also take a look at the second round series that got us here. So Larry, how you doing, man? I know you had to enjoy the games we had over these past couple of weeks. And the closer it got to the end, Jeff, it got more exciting and more exciting, and I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Yeah, I mean, it really did. I mean, I think the NBA has some great matchups. And, you know, we had, you know, two great game sevens. And we're going to talk about all of that in a couple of minutes. But, um, you know, um, I'm looking forward to the conference finals, man. I mean, they kick off tomorrow with Golden State and Portland. And, and, and then the next day we're going to get Toronto and Milwaukee. But, hey, Larry, why don't we – um. Why don't we look at the the series out west um, and talk about what happened in the Western Conference, where we had two great series, Denver and Portland and Houston and Golden State. And as we know, Golden State and Portland emerged victorious. But um, uh, why don't you give us your overview of those two series that we saw out west? Well, to start with that, uh, Warriors in my hometown, you know, Houston Rockets. Uh, I mean, uh, again, I, I've been noted on your show several times of telling you I just didn't think Houston had the arsenal, you know, offensively to to deal with Golden State. And it actually came down to that because, you know, there wasn't much defense played in game seven on either end, really, you know, to just say somebody was playing defense. There was a lot of missed shots and a lot of offensive defensive rebounding. But you know, when the smoke finally cleared, the Warriors had more, you know, had shot more, had hit more of their targets than the Rockets did. And it, it still goes back to that little saying that I used to always tell you, or we talked about, that, def, you know, offense wins games, but defense wins championships. And I just don't think the Rockets had the personnel on the floor, you know, just take what they got. I just don't think they put the personnel on the floor to contend defensively with the Warriors. I mean, you had a lot of offensive guys on the floor for the for the Rockets, but you know, Chris to his to his uh, advantage. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say Chris is old. You know, he can't stay with them young guards the way he used to, so he has to do tactics. But that don't work when a guy's you know three inches taller than you or four inches taller than you. Uh, but the rest of them, you know. I still think, you know, you had people like P.J. Tucker, who is a defensive guy, but for some reason they, they tried to get more offense out of him 
then they tried to get defense out of him. I mean, so all you kept hearing, you know, was, hey, yeah, look, P.J., he shoots from the corner. I mean, P.J. wasn't even supposed to be one of the top three scorers on the team. You know, you have to guy Manimal over there who came to get the, you know, be the tough guy on the inside, and they didn't even give him a chance to get on the floor. Had a young kid, Daniel House, who came there and wouldn't have never cried about a shot. You know, he enjoyed playing defense, never got on the floor. So, you know, having said all that, you know, with the Warriors being who they are, you know, offensive juggernaut, with uh, Thompson scoring 21 points in the first quarter when Stephen didn't even score. I mean, you still got a tie game going into the to the second quarter. You, you got to know you're not going to hold Steph Curry to zero points. And when he did come out, I mean, he came out. And again, goes to show you, you know, it, you may have offense, but you don't go in a duel with somebody with, with more offense than you. Thinking about offense, you go in there figuring out how to stop them. And yeah, they, yeah, they were in trouble, Houston. I mean, when you know, because Steph didn't score the entire first half, and and you know, it was still a game. And 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 you and you knew that was trouble, but you know you said something interesting about Chris Paul. You talk about his tactics. Um, you know, one of the things that came out after the game, and you you may have heard about this too, was um, he tried to disrupt Steph's pregame routine, supposedly because he found out that Steph uh, wanted to get on the court at a certain time you know, to get some shots up. And so Chris then goes to the gym and gets on the court right before Steph gets on there and wouldn't let Steph get on the court. And the report I heard was Steph was like, well, why don't you take one half of the court? I'll take the other half. And Paul said, no. (laughs) So, you know, he probably was trying to mess with his head or whatever. And if you saw after the game, when Steph was walking in the tunnel, he started yelling out. He said, yeah, kick me off the court again, boy. <laughs> I mean, and that's, that's, you know, that that's, that's the backlash that comes with things, you know, you do. As you do get older and you realize you can't, you know, keep up with a lot of people, so you, you have to use other tactics. You know, you got to get into the, the mind games, like you said. However, you got to understand who you're dealing with. Some people you don't want to ever piss off. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to tell you, Steph Curry, you know, he'll look like a little choir boy, but the history tells you Steph is not that little, you know, guy you can just pick on and do what you want to do. Steph fights back, you know. So, and again, you know, it may have backfired on Chris, but again, he understood what he was dealing with, so he had to try every trick in the book, you know, to try to even the odds. You know, yeah. You talk thirty-year-old guy and a. And, and almost, you know, almost, I mean, a 20-some-year-old guy, you're talking about almost 40-year-old guy. After 35, man, you know, you you 40, you know, in age, in sports-wise. <laughs> no, in sports-wise, if you're 30, no, 35, you. if you're 35, you're 40. I mean, right. you know, so you're dealing with the next generation now. And, you know, these guys don't, you know, they don't get the memo like what you used to be no more. These guys come in there talking about what they are. You know, it ain't about you no more. You know, these young kids come in with a different mentality. Yeah. But, you know, Dub, I will tell you this, though. You know, more so than last year, 
I found myself this year disappointed in Houston. Um, you know, I thought that because of the way they lost last year with Chris Paul going down with the injury, you know, and they were up 3-2 in that series, Houston was. And, you know, Golden State wins the next two games. And Houston was gunning for them all year long, right? And they were saying, you know, we want them, we want them, we want them. And I thought Houston really um, was one of the few teams that, you know, to me, they don't fear Golden State. I think they relish the challenge, you know, and they're going to play how they play. Um, And they thought that that was going to be a winning formula. Well, when KD goes down, (laughs) right? I mean, I thought, first of all, they should have, they should have taken advantage of that in game five and they didn't, but I never thought, I didn't think they were going to automatically win the series, but I will tell you this. I thought they would win game six and I didn't even, and I thought they would, you know, maybe dominate is too strong of a word, but I thought that they would, you know, really control that game. And for them to not only not control the game, but to end up losing that game, to me, that's a disappointment, you know, uh, given that KD was not available uh, in game six and wasn't going to be available if there were to be a game seven. So, I don't know where Houston goes from here. Um, as you said, Chris Paul is getting a little long in the tooth. Um, and they have some decisions to make. Uh, but I don't know where they go from here. But this, to me, this year for Houston is more disappointing than last year. I, I would say the same thing also. But sports is a little different than, you know, things that happen in life. And you say, okay, somebody's not going to show up for work tomorrow. What you going to do? Sports, sometimes people, you know, especially reserved players, reserve, you know, they relish the, the fact that someone is out and now they get a chance to step up and show. And I kind of think that's the, the reserves for uh, Golden State. Man, they, they hear you always talk about KD, Steph and Clay and Draymond. Those guys want to be noted as players too. So there's a lot of fighting them guys. And the thing about it is they know they're going to play. Where you got players on Houston to use Gerald Green for an example, a great shooter. Gerald, some games didn't even get on the court. Some games he got on the court, got pulled right back out, got put back in. Then he got put in some games to go and play D, which is not his forte. Not that he can't play defense, it's just not his forte. You know, he's a three point shooter. And 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 those are the things, the unknown, being a player and not knowing what your coach is gonna asked out of you in a given night, not knowing whether you're going to play or not, that that's hard to deal with when you got those guys on the Warriors saying, hey, I know at the four-minute mark I'm going to give somebody a blow. You know, now I'm prepared and I'm ready. And they, yeah. they, they're hoping to be the, you know, the star that day, not to overshine those guys, but to be that guy that they say, hey, he stepped up. You know, good job. And that's what they do, man. And you can tell those guys. Remember we talked earlier, I said it's hard to beat a team that really get along with each other. And you can tell all of those guys from from 1 to, to 15 get along with each other on yeah. the Warriors' bench. And yeah. KD needs to go out of their way to make sure those guys feel just as important as they are. Yeah. I don't, and, I don't... and now, you know, and, and now Houston, you know, goes home, right? As, <laughs> as, the, as the boys on TNT said, they've gone fishing. <laughs> and Golden State moves on. 
and they're going to be playing Portland. Um, and Portland took out Denver in seven games, another very, very um, competitive series. And, and again, I think, you know, to piggyback on your point, I believe Portland is another one of those teams where those guys seem to get along, you know what I mean? And they go about their job in a very professional way. Um, and I think, you know, you have to credit the coach, but you also most of all probably have to credit Damian Lillard uh, for his leadership. But um, uh, talk a little bit about the Portland Denver series before we get into the conference finals. Again, I, I had already, we talked about earlier, I had predicted that Portland would win this series. And I thought it actually would be in six games, but it took seven. I mean, doesn't matter to those guys, they get paid in, in the winner one, lose or loss. But I think, you know, the maturity factor, the fact that Dame and CJ have been in the league a little longer than uh, Joker and, and Murray played a factor. It played a big factor. What do you do in crunch time? Who do you get a ball to? Will my guys be upset if I shoot this? long three no because that's what you do and we've seen you do it so many times again the understanding that the whole team has about each player's role you know you know i think stocks makes it pretty obvious and notice that hey you know dame can do what he wants to do the way he wants to do it and when he you know passes over to to uh to uh cj he basically gets to do what he wants to do Rest of you guys got a shorter lease, and you know it. So let's stay within the con. And, and that's it. It's it's just the knowing. It's it's just knowing what's expected of you that makes the game easier, or don't. And with Denver, the style of offense that they play, Coach Malone seems to just, you know, someone said this, but I had already talked to my nephew about it. I said, man, look like guys just going to four now, and coaches don't even have any say. They just do what they want to do. You know, that ain't that ain't the play. That ain't even close to the play. They're just running what they want to run. You know, so basically you sent a, a young, immature team, and I ain't saying immature meaning like they're, you know, make mistakes. They're just younger, a younger team out on the floor against a, a veteran team like Portland, and you told them basically find your way. Well, you know, that's easier said than done, you know, because Dame does what Dame does. You know, he's he's a dragon slayer, and that's what he did. You know, he did it in Oklahoma series. He did it in this series. And you saw right at the end of the game, Joker had been doing everything right. I mean, this kid for seven games, six games, did nothing wrong. And he couldn't hit free throws. He made one, miss one. Make one, miss another one. You know, he's like, come on, man. This is the time they need you to step up. And he didn't come through. So, yeah, and, you know, that's just a part of, you know, he, he'll learn from that next year. He'll he'll grow from that. But, you know, I'll tell you, though, I, you know, to, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to Damian Lillard, you know, in a lot of ways. Right. He's he's professional. He's clutch. You know, he's you know, he's a true leader and all the rest of that. But yeah. in this series, to me. C.J. McCollum was the difference. I mean, the last, especially in yesterday's game, you know, game seven, because uh, Dame didn't have his shot yesterday, 
But to right. Dame's credit, he rebounded the ball, he was dishing assists, and he was still providing leadership and guidance out there on the floor. Which, you know, for a lot of guys, man, like Kyrie Irving, we'll talk about him in a minute. Shot not falling, bad body language, no assists, no rebounds. You know what I mean? Because his shot's not falling. But, you know, Dame's shot wasn't falling, but he was contributing in other ways. But C.J. McCollum was the man yesterday. And, you know, and even in game six, I mean, C.J. CJ played big you know, those last two games and really throughout the series, I thought. And so, um, you know, it was good. It was, look, as, as as young as Denver is, they're a very talented team, obviously. And again, this went, this went the full seven. So it was very competitive. But Portland, you know, certainly found a way to, to, to pull it out. And now they go on to face, to face Golden State. Um, so let's get to that, man. Let's get to the conference final. Let, let me see if you're going to, you know, if you're just going to go chalk and, and pick and pick Golden State. So who who you have, Golden State or Portland? Man, you know I got the Warriors in six. You know, <laughs> and, 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 I, and, man, I can tell you why I got them, man. I mean, it's, it's going to be a competitive game. So, you know, in six, you know, that means four and two, and that they know where those two going to come from. But you know, they're going to squeeze out there too because they are a great team. But the backcourt battle is going to say a lot. And the only problem, the reason I give the edge to the Warriors is they got three great backcourt players. And then when Quinn Cook comes in, you know, if he does come in, if they got a ten point lead, he doesn't really slack off. Quinn Cook can hurt you with the threes. And I, you know, I know they have. Seth Curry, that's going to be coming off the bench on their side. That's just three, still against four. So that's going to be a problem. The other one is, you know, whichever one of the guards, and Dame has shown he can get in foul trouble. CJ can show he can get in foul trouble. And the same thing with the guards for Portland. Uh, Dame, Dame gets in foul trouble. I mean, with the Warriors, Steph gets in foul trouble. You know, Clay gets in foul trouble. And then KD not playing, you know, that, that kind of, you know, balances it up. But I still say uh, just the fact that they've been there. Man, once you've been to the, to the, to the promised land, you, you know everything that's going to happen. You, you've done it. you fulfilled this, you know, prophecy before, to, to, you know, whatever your, your, your uh, whatever your goal was, you've achieved it. Uh, Portland have not, you know, they haven't gotten to the to the championship. So, you know, still it's gonna be some trial and error for a lot of guys. Not people like Dame. Dame gonna be Dame. CJ gonna be CJ. But the uh, you know, those guys may have a little problem with that limelight because it becomes different, you know, from anything else. Just like when you get to the finals, that's gonna be a totally different ball game from the conference final. I mean, it just yeah. each level elevates more pressure. Yep. So I give the edge to to the Warriors because they have been there. The coach knows how to prepare them a little bit better uh, because he has been there and he had to prepare them. You know, not only once. You know, they've been there multiple times. So All right. I give well, the edge to the Warriors. Well, I'm going with the upset special. I'm picking Portland. Uh, 
you, you can always do that. You can say, I had this guy on TV coming on my radio show talking to me, and that's what he said. <laughs> that's an easy way out, man. But no, but how's that an easy way out? Yeah, I'm, you said Golden State. Well, that's the easy way out. <laughs> I say that's the easy way out. Okay, I, I'll take that one. I'll take yeah. that. Well, I'm taking Portland. I mean, you know why? I, I just think, uh, you know, look, the look, I think that most people are going to pick Golden State in this series for a lot of the reasons you said, you know, and primarily because I believe there are some who say, look, until you beat the champ, you know, I'm still mm-hmm. going with them kind of thing. But somebody's going to beat the champ one day. You know, and and I just believe that that day is coming um, sooner than people think. Uh, and I do think that Portland, um, I think they're playing with a great deal of confidence at home and on the road. Um, and I think they have some toughness on the inside with um, that. I like that kid, Zach Collins, man. You know, yeah. and Cantor gives you, you know, Cantor gives you some toughness in there. And even the other uh, player, I forget his name. Uh, he came in yes, he came in yesterday, and he he gave some 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 minutes in the second half. But I just like them. I think they they're deep. I think they have a good combination of youth and and some and some veterans. And even Evan Turner. Evan Turner played big off the bench uh, yesterday. Um, and I don't know. It's just something about the way they're playing this year. You know, they just have sort of a, a really quiet confidence about themselves. And, um, you know, I think they're going to go in here and, you know, they're going to shock people. And so I'm 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 going on the board with Portland in, well, in the West. I, I, I mean, I like what you're saying. Uh, Rodney Hood, you know, Amino and Amino and Seth Curry also. Rodney Hood is having his best year mm-hmm. since he left uh, Utah. He's playing like he, you know, used to play when he started for Utah when he was averaging 25, 30 points a game. He's playing that, at that level. But here's what I'm saying. It's still only one ball, and Warriors have shown with one ball they know what to do. Again, you can have all the players in the world that are good. And a perfect example of that was that team that George McGinnis, World Be Free, Dr. J, you know, all them guys when they was in Philly, they had the best players, but one ball, Doug Collins, Bobby Jones, and Maurice Cheeks, my my idol. You know, that's a guy I grew up in Texas watching at West Texas State. Uh, you know, I wanted to be like. And uh, just seeing them guys play, you know, one ball wasn't enough. They had to yeah, find Yeah, but what's that got to do with Portland, though? No, what I'm, I'm showing you the fact that they got the players – but those guys have not been there yet. And, and, and it's a known fact that the Warriors have been there with one ball and a lot of shooters, but they you can tell they know how to coexist and when to do, when to give, you know, Clay his, his, his shine, when to give KD his shine, when to give Steph his shine. Portland is going to have to show me that they, they got that. I'm telling you, these series don't show it because Dame and, and CJ, I'm being honest, carried those guys. Basically, Cantor did what he's supposed to do on the inside. And like you said, Collins came in off the bench and was a monster last game. But but it was four other games, Collins didn't do anything. So, you know, you, you, you think about all those things, you know, that they're doing, and you say to yourself, okay, will he show up? 
I mean, I, I can't bank on that. I'm just going to bank on what I know that they do consistently. So that's why I give the edge to the Warriors. All right. Well, um, that that's all good, but Portland <laughs> winning this series. Sorry. <laughs> that's why the game must be played. Okay. That's right. That's right. And so I'm going with the Blazers in this one. All right. So um, let's go. Let's go out to the East. Um, and let's talk with the with what with, with what was the least competitive series of the four, and that's Milwaukee Boston. Um, you know, Milwaukee took care of Boston in five games after losing that first one, and so much for Paul Pierce, who said, you know, after Boston won the first game, he said that's it, Milwaukee's not going to win the series. That's why Paul Pierce probably needs to go home. But you know, Milwaukee came. And dominated the rest of that series. Um, um, we can talk a little bit about that one, uh, and then go on to Toronto, Philly. But first, you know, what did you see in that Milwaukee, Boston series? Again, I saw Giannis figured it out, and that's dangerous. When you see a guy like Giannis, who's as athletic as he is, with so many skill sets, and, and and mind you, that shooting is not one of his skill sets. But the other thing, the energy he brings, the rebound he brings, the tenacious of tacking you down, you know, going downhill and, you know, trying to dunk on any and everybody at every, you know, at every point, you know, once he gets into the lane, that that wears on you, man. And he, he did that consistently against Boston, even though they kept saying, you know, we're going to make him shoot the jumper. He, he still struggled a few games, you know, but he figured it out. He figured out well, what I need to do. Do I need to make the extra pass? Do I need to start inside and then work my way out? Um, I just saw Giannis uh, grow up in that series. And then I saw another player that we knew and still has probably the most skills of any guard in the NBA. I saw Kyrie actually drive his stock. Not only because, like I said, he wasn't, you know, able to score or whatever. But like you said, as a point guard, you have to have leadership. And I really didn't see the leadership. You saw, like you said, his body language was bad. You know, his whole demeanor, like if he wasn't shooting well, he's not going to go try to rebound. You know, he's missing assignments on defense. And it it was noted after one game, they all talked about it, you know, that, you know, yeah, we were missing assignments and everything. Come on, man. You, you, you're at the part of your career now. You can't, especially if you're going to chastise those younger guys. And it was just quoted the other day that one of the players were asked that they're out of the playoffs. And he was asked the other day. He said, hey, you know, he is a great player. You know, it's just that, you know, he's not anybody I really want to follow, you know, have as my leader. So that, that says a lot about, you know, these are professional guys, supposed to be professional athletes. He didn't waver to say that. He didn't try to badmouth and say, you know, Kyrie wasn't skilled or anything. It's just that he's a point guard and he's not a very good leader. And when people start saying that about you when that's your job to lead, you know, that that's that's a hard pill to swallow right there. Yeah, and and you know, and I like Kyrie as you do, and um, it was disappointing to see him play the way he did. And it, and when I say play the way he did, I'm not even talking about the poor shooting. I'm talking about the other aspects of the game, how he really 
kind of packed it in. You know what I mean? He just wasn't, you know, he didn't contribute in other ways and, and didn't, you know, exhibit the leadership that he should have as, you know, the veteran, a veteran on that team, the one who has a championship ring. It was really disappointing. And I do agree. Giannis did, didn't grow up, you know, and you, you saw him, you know, he, he had a bad game one, right? Boston had a good defensive um, plan for him. And, but he didn't make any excuses after the game. He said, he said, I got to play harder. I got to play better. And that's what they, that's what he did. And that's what the rest of the team did. And so they took care of Boston in five games and, and they looked pretty impressive doing it. So before you go on, Jeff, you know, mm-hmm. I want to take it back. You said something really important. You said, you know, Giannis didn't make any excuses. He said he had to play harder. That is the difference between international players that come here, not with entitlement, but trying to make a name for themselves and understanding that they have to play harder because Americans have been playing basketball much longer than they have. And they understand the game and got better instructions than they do wherever they're at. Then, then American guys, they just feel when I'm drafted, I'm, you know, I'm entitled to certain things. I don't have to work as hard as some players. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. all, mm-hmm. but, but for the majority, we're talking about, you know, I don't want to skip into the next series, but I have to use the comparison, him and, you know, someone like Ben Simmons. And I don't want to use Embiid because Embiid on his worst day is still better than most people. So it's kind of hard to seven foot. But I'm going to use Ben Simmons, who's who's freak of nature at his size and a point guard, who even though he's spent most of his – he's in Australia, but he spent a lot of time in the United States and played at LSU in that college. And, you know, coming here just thinking, you know, it's supposed to happen for me. No, but you have to make it happen every night. And that's the thing that guys don't realize when they get to the NBA. You can be judged on not what you did today, but every night in the consistency in which you do it. And if you can't keep it consistent, people are going to rag on you. That's just it. Yeah. I mean, and Giannis, you know, like, you know, like we're saying here, I mean, he, he, was accountable. He took responsibility and said, I have to bring it, you know, and, you know, starting from game two on through game five, that's exactly what he did led by example. And the rest of those guys followed his lead and they took care of Boston in short order. So, um, yeah, they really look good, man. Um, they really look good. And, um, and now they're, they're, they're facing, uh, a Toronto team that got past Philadelphia in seven games. And look, if we're going to talk, there's a lot we could talk about in that series. And it probably, you know, we don't have the time to do all of the talking about that series as we probably could. But man, that last shot by Kawhi Leonard, I mean, <laughs> Come on, man. That's the kind of stuff you see in the movies. You know what I mean? The game is tied. The, you know, the hero puts the shot up. It hits the rim, bounces in slow motion two or three times, and then drops through, and the crowd goes wild. You've seen that in the movies hundreds right. of times. This happened in real life. I mean, I've never <laughs> seen anything like that. <laughs> it's like, 
you you just sitting there waiting on it. No, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But how it's going to happen, I don't know. But it's it's about to happen. So now, layman turn, we're here at home watching it, knowing it's about to happen, right? Now, you're a coach, and they took a time, you know, time out prior to that four-second play. Defensive assignment was set. How does Kawhi get the ball is all I want to know. How? I don't care if all four guys go to Kawhi and, and one guy just tries to, you know, take whoever gets the ball other than Kawhi. I don't care. It's only four seconds. Do not let Kawhi Leonard get the ball. That's all that that you write on a piece of paper. And he, and he got the ball easy. It effortlessly. I mean, it wasn't even a drag play or anything like that. No one. I mean, the guy was already playing behind his man at the, at the elbow where he didn't, you know, he didn't ever try to come over top as if though you're trying to show to make him go wider or anything. They let him come clear path. Got ball, they forced him to the corner, which is where you, where you try to force him, I guess. You know, you don't want him to get in the middle and make, you know, make you foul him. He goes to the corner, and, and now two people lead, you know, indeed leads his man to go help Ben Simmons because he gets picked off and tries to jump up, but it's too late. Quiet shot. And Kawhi, you know, finishes fiddling right in front of his teammates on the ground. Soon as the shot goes up, they lift him up to throw him like you're the hero, you that dude. Yeah, you know yeah. but that that was that was an unbelievable ending. Obviously, I heard on TNT afterwards that they said that was the first game seven buzzer beater in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we saw something, obviously, that we've never seen before from that perspective, but also just the way the ball went into the hoop, man. I mean, <laughs> you can't, you know, again, you can't make that up. Um, and you're watching it. And as you're watching it live, you can actually hear the ball bouncing on the rim. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like the crowd went quiet or something, you know, as it was just bouncing on the rim three or four times and and it and it goes through. But look, it was a very competitive series. Um Toronto, you know, emerges from that series. But I, I'm just gonna say this real quickly because I don't think it's worth a lot of talk right here. Milwaukee's gonna take care of these boys because Toronto had it is a one man show right now. And I do give Serge Ibaka credit because he's played really well uh, in two out of the last three games. He's Kyle Lowry. He's had enough reps. He should yeah, play well. but, but he did play well. I think he deserves credit for that. Yeah, Kyle Lowry, I thought, had some, you know, had some moments, especially in yesterday's game. There was a couple of times where he, he of all people, was getting offensive rebounds that led to some, you know, some some buckets for his, for his team. But, you know, I was texting you during the game yesterday, and <laughs> I was really disappointed in Pascal Siakam. Right. He played scared. There were times when he got the ball and he was treating it like a hot potato. He couldn't wait to get that ball out of his hands and throw it to Kawhi Leonard. They can't win with him playing that way, and they can't win with these guys, you know, whether it's Van Fleet coming off the bench or Lowry going into Funks or whatever, and just thinking, throw the ball to Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard took 39 shots yesterday. Yeah. 39. And they the can't only one win that like that. I understand. I understand. But if they think they're going to beat Milwaukee like that, 
And Milwaukee's going to have all these guys playing well. They got guys off the bench playing well. Brogdon is now back. It's, in my opinion, right now, Milwaukee's playing probably the best ball of the four teams in, 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 you know, playing right now. But here's the thing. They're certainly playing better than Toronto. I think they're more well-rounded than Toronto. And Toronto has a transcendent player in Kawhi, but Milwaukee has a transcendent player too. And the difference is Milwaukee has, I think, a more balanced and complete team than Toronto and guys who are willing to show up. So I'm going with Milwaukee in this one. I think they're going to beat Toronto. Um, and I well, look I'm forward sorry. to them going to the finals. I'm sorry you said yours first because now you don't think I'm just piggybacking on you. But what I, you know, this, these are things I thought about. I had already said Milwaukee, it'll go seven. I think it'll go seven uh, simply because, again, only because of that guy named Kwai. I'm just, I can't count him out. I know, but the reason I give Milwaukee the, 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 the chance of winning is that reason. Kwai played a lot of minutes. In the first series, man, he had to carry him literally a lot of times, and I don't think he can continue that pace in another series. So if someone don't step up, yeah, it, it probably would go shorter than that. But I'm just saying, the the, the dog that I think Kawhi is, he's gonna find a way to push through. And each team bench can produce, but I'm with you. I just think because Brogdon is back, because you know Bledsoe is playing well, Brooke Lopez. Lopez is playing well, and Chris Milton, you know, had an all-star season already. Mm -hmm. He's an all-star. I I think that's just too much. We ain't even got, you know, to to the point of, of, like you said, where we start talking about a lot of the other players like Giannis and stuff and what he's going to do. But those guys, I think, have been a better supporting cast than what Kwai has. And let's just say all being even with Giannis and Kwai, I, I, the game would easily go to Milwaukee. To me. Yeah. 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 So, I, I mean, I, 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 I see Milwaukee in this one, too. So, you know. All right. So, we, it, it's interesting. It's interesting. I mean, you know, you know, I, I'm going with Milwaukee. You're going with Milwaukee. And out west, you know, you're taking the easy money with Golden State. And, and I'm taking the hard money with Portland. So. Hey, say say what you mean and mean what you say. <laughs> if, if, if what you if what you saying ain't what you mean. Change it, then, man. Come on now, don't make it. No, no, no. What 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 what's anybody, that supposed to mean? They I mean it. Anybody capable of beating anybody on a given day? So That's right. Ain't no easy gone. route. Okay. They both got here. They both all got right. here. All right. Yeah. Rip City. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me pull out my broom, make my phone call, and pull that broom out. <laughs> Before I know it, you'll be bored like ain't nothing else on TV. You know yeah. that's, Well, that's the first thing you say, man. Because you don't like. I don't. I'm serious. I won't watch baseball until it gets to the, to the, to the, you know, the, the playoffs, man. Cause it's funny it's you say long, that. I'm the same way. It, uh, there's too many games to be watching. You know. Yeah. One day you're gonna have your ace pitching. Next day you're gonna have the bottom of the. For the, for the bullpen pitching. Mm-hmm. No, I ain't got time to watch all that. No. You know? I, I generally don't turn to baseball until after the finals are over, NBA finals yeah. are over. So right now, I mean, I'm enjoying these games, and I'm looking forward to the conference 
you know, the conference finals. And here's the thing. We talked about this earlier um, on one of the uh, uh, one of our other shows. Um, you know, this, again, was a postseason and continues to be a postseason without LeBron James. And I'm telling you, right, we said it from the beginning. NBA wasn't going to suffer for it. And nope. this is not this is not a knock at LeBron. I think it's just really a tip of the hat to the depth of talent and star talent that the NBA has. We've had some great series. I think, you know, by and large, you know, America, you know, got to see and understand how good, you know, uh, joke the Joker is and, and, mm-hmm. and Kyle Murray. You know what I mean? I think some of them got a little taste of guys like a CJ McCollum. I mean, guys who, you know, if you're a real basketball fan, you know these guys. But if you're a casual fan, you may not. Um, I, I, I'm a basketball fanatic. I didn't know Craig until the playoffs started. I'm being honest. Me either. And I, I give did. that guy a lot of credit for his toughness and the way he goes about playing. I, I mean, I hear you. So you, you hit it on the head, man. I, I think Toronto fan base really showed that, hey, they ain't, basketball ain't going nowhere in Toronto for a long time. Those yeah. guys will support you through thick and thin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, it's been really good, and I've enjoyed it. And I, I know you have, as a you know, a guy who's been in basketball all these years. Um, but there've been some good games, and I think we're going to have um, you know, good conference finals. And they tip off tomorrow with uh, Portland and and Golden State. So, oh, the other thing too, and as we wrap up here, tomorrow is a draft lottery. Mm-hmm. Right. So we got the draft lottery coming. Knicks get the number one pick. They're going to take Zion and they're going to sign KD. Um, and, you know, the Knicks are going to return to glory. Um, that's my prediction. I mean, so, anybody that lives in New Jersey or New York, that's their prediction. We understand, man. It's been a, it's been a long, hot, dry spell out there in New York, man. And we're going to bring the Mecca back, you know. And, and let me tell you why my disdain sometimes come from New York is me growing up in Texas when we had a lot of basketball players that were better than the players that they were claiming were the best players in New York. And, but they said, you know, Texas is a football state, but Texas was big enough to be football, basketball, baseball, and tennis state at the same time and still have what everybody else had. You know, and I know New York was big too, but we're talking about the whole, you know, the whole state of Texas, (laughs) you know, we had players, man, and that sometimes is my disdain for when they say New York, you know, is the mecca of basketball. You know, I understand, you know, you talk about ball handling and style and grace and, you know, but as far as athletic shooters and, and guys who, who who dominate a game, you know, I, I can name so many from Texas. It's, it's crazy. So that's yeah. why someone says, I mean, it's nothing against anyone from New York. It's just that's my disdain with people sure. trying to put it out there like, like, you know, that if you wasn't from New York, you wasn't a ball player, you know. And it was like that for a long time in my era. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and we used to walk around with a chip on our shoulder looking for them. Whatever you want to play, just let me know. <laughs> right. And see, I'm from New York. You know, I am a New Yorker. Um, and... You know, so I get that. Um, but here, here's the thing. You know, look, good good ball players come from everywhere. You know what I mean? 
you know yeah. so there's no place that has the corner on the market on talent right so we know that but yeah. i will say this i think the nba wants and new needs york. new york to be successful Correct. and more successful than it has been and so um i think you know beyond new york or tri-state you know new york fans who are rooting for the Knicks to, you know, to get Zion and to sign Katie and to make the type of changes that can lead them to be competitive beyond the, the fans that are rooting for that to happen. NBA front office is rooting for that to happen. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, and that's why, that's why I hope uh, the, uh, the uh, Nets get, get two free agents that are, mm. that are just awesome. Just for that reason, just just so say, okay, well, we're gonna get y'all to come across the yeah. bridge. Hey, yeah, because you're right, you're right about that. Because the Nets have a good nucleus and and uh, good young players, and and they're right yeah. here in New York. They're in Brooklyn, so you know. Um, but I do think you know the Knicks being a more iconic franchise, right, with a a deeper friend fan base you know what i mean the fan base that goes back more years the because they've been around longer to it. yeah the history of it yeah. yeah yeah so i think you know so we'll see what happens but but l dub listen man good catching up with you again um talking about these uh these uh the the conference finals that are about to tip off and also the uh you know the the uh previous series that that led us here um and it should be fun. So listen, man, enjoy the game. Uh, we're going to come back probably before uh, before uh, we get to the NBA finals. I have a couple of ideas, man, and we 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 got to chop it up a little bit. But we'll we'll talk offline about that. But listen, until then, enjoy the games, and um, we're going to be talking soon. Okay. We'll do, man. Thank you, bro. Take take care and enjoy your family. All right, you too, man. Bye-bye. Bye.